I know how it is. Maybe, maybe you've done this too. You begin to mark off the rules for keeping the third commandment as you say that maybe your attendance might be better than someone else's. Or maybe you notice how someone else might be worshiping and the, the way that they worship might not be good enough as maybe they're not bowing their heads low enough or maybe they're not lifting up their hands high enough or maybe they're not keeping their children orderly enough or maybe they're not singing loudly enough. And we begin to set standards and rules and play Calvin Ball with what makes one truly worshiping. Or maybe they're missing out on worship for some valid reason in Christian freedom and we deem their purpose not worthy enough. Rest is found with God, not by working hard and achieving it of our own. Rest is not found by doing better than others or following a rat race and protocol. No, rest is found as we come to listen to our God. We cease our work and hearing his gospel, we obtain and find our rest. It's what the world would never expect. That the Christian doesn't work to earn God's favor, but already has it. This message is from Rock of Ages Lutheran Church in Payson, Arizona, reaching out with Rock Solid Hope in Rim Country. June 6, 2021. Mark 2, 23 and following. Has someone ever used on you the expression, you did better than I expected? Of course, I knew someone that used to use this a lot as a, a joke because on the one hand it's a compliment and yet it kind of reveals a, a backhanded jab uh, that they didn't think too highly of you. Maybe if you told your friend, this soup turned out better than I expected. You might be complimenting them but at the same time not saying much about their cooking skills. This world doesn't expect much of Christians. In fact, they, they look at us and they see us as the, the foolish, those who put our hope in what is hopeless, and those who try to accomplish what could never really be accomplished. They really have very low expectations for those who put their hope in Christ and believe his word. And yet, we're going to begin a series today where we look at how as you follow Christ, God works in you an outcome which defies all expectations, exceeds everything expected. We'll see that today as we take our first look at Mark chapter 2, as we see we defy expectations, as we stand right with God, as we rest, not by hard work, but by finding rest. The Pharisees we see in Mark 2 are looking very hard to find some fault with Jesus. And the disciples of Jesus were following him, listening, as they often did, traveling along the way. And so they grabbed some lunch on the go and grabbed some heads of grain and began to eat away at them. Of course, for the Pharisees, this was a problem. They noticed right away what Jesus' disciples were doing. And the problem wasn't that they were grabbing someone else's fields of grain and eating them and having lunch on the go. In fact, the law for ancient Israel even had provision that those who were landowners were supposed to allow this. It displayed a measure of thanks to God for his gifts and also mercy for those who were in need. No, the, the problem wasn't anything like they were stealing. 
problem was it was on the Sabbath. The Sabbath was a day where the Israelites were commanded to rest. It actually just means that, rest. And it was a command that was given to give them time to reflect on the work of their God. They could reflect as God rested on the seventh day after he had finished his work of creation. And they could reflect on the wonders of what God had provided in creating this world. And they were also commanded to rest as they reflected on God's deliverance, as we read earlier. So the the Sabbath was a time to stop what you're doing and just cease all work and meditate on the creation and redemption of their God. And don't misunderstand. The Sabbath was given in command first to Israel. It was given, we see it first recorded, actually when they came out of Egypt and were given the manna, and then repeated in the Ten Commandments. But the scriptures make pretty clear that the the Sabbath command to, to rest on a particular day, the seventh day, does not apply to us in the New Testament church. It's not repeated in the New Testament at all for us as New Testament believers. In fact, what we see is the Spirit makes very clear, as we also read earlier, that you're not to be judged on what particular day you choose to worship your God. Of course, that doesn't mean you still can't despise God's word, that you, that you still can end up breaking God's command as you no longer regularly gather to hear his word. That is a serious sin just as breaking the Sabbath for Israel was so serious it meant you'd be cut off from God's people. But still, we're not bound to any particular day on which we worship. In fact, those who insist on worship must be taking place on the seventh day miss the freedom that we have with the advent of the coming of the Christ. And they must also insist on the rest of the laws and the ceremonial regulations given to Israel, which ceased at the coming of the Christ. See, the Pharisees, though, to them, grabbing that grain was breaking the Sabbath for Jesus, because Jesus and his disciples, they were under the Sabbath law. And technically, grabbing grain was harvesting and therefore working on the Sabbath, right? And so they gave the charge to Jesus, why are your disciples doing what is unlawful to be done on the Sabbath? Jesus, don't you care about the third commandment? Don't you care about the Sabbath? But Jesus wasn't going to play their game of Calvin Ball. Do you know what I mean by that phrase, Calvin Ball? I always enjoy the the comic Calvin and Hobbes, and this boy, Calvin, plays with his toy tiger, and they have deep conversations and go on adventures. One of the things that they do together is they play sports. And it doesn't matter what sport they're playing, it always ends up changing with the rules adapting. They might be playing baseball, but it ends up being a marathon as they're running from base to base and they change the rules. Or it might be starting as a game of football, but it ends up to be a wrestling match. And if one of them says, you can't do that, they say, well, that's the rules, I just said so. They quickly learned, It doesn't matter if you follow the rules, it matters if the rules are on your side. And so football and baseball were just Calvin Ball. That's what the Pharisees were doing with God's law, adapting the rules so that they would serve their purpose and be on their side. Might we ever begin to play Calvin Ball with God's laws? 
and with the third commandment? Not just insisting when we no longer should on a particular day for rest and time in God's word and sacred assembly, but maybe ourselves setting the standards for others to follow so that they might you know, meet the regulations and be rightly following the rules. I know how it is. Maybe, maybe you've done this too. You begin to mark off the rules for keeping the third commandment as you say that maybe your attendance might be better than someone else's. Or maybe you notice how someone else might be worshiping and the, the way that they worship might not be good enough as maybe they're not bowing their heads low enough or maybe they're not lifting up their hands high enough or maybe they're not keeping their children orderly enough or maybe they're not singing loudly enough. And we begin to set standards and rules and play Calvin Ball with what makes one truly worshiping. Or maybe they're missing out on worship for some valid reason in Christian freedom and we deem their purpose not worthy enough. And don't misunderstand, once again, to fail to regularly gather to hear God's word and despise preaching and teaching of his word is a grievous and terrible sin. But are we the ones who get to change the rules to fit our purpose? What can sometimes maybe end up happening is as we gather for worship and as we look at God's command, and particularly this one, we might turn what, what God commands to be a command for rest. Think about that. Rest. And turn it into a rat race, a list of protocols, and something that becomes a heavy burden so that people even are afraid to come to worship because of the burden they find in trying to find rest. The Pharisees we see had actually really missed the point of God's commands, especially the third commandment here. God expects far more than we use his commands as a mere pedestal or a mere beating rod for others who don't keep those commands. God expects perfection. And the commands of God are not so that we can look at ourselves and what we have accomplished. The commands of God or so that we can see how we failed to meet God's expectations. For all the times where we did not meet God's rules, not just in the third commandment, but all the commandments, ought we not be cut off from his presence. But God's commands, and even the third commandment, have another even higher goal as all the commands lead us to see our need for Christ. Think about the third commandment. Stop what you're doing. Cease all work and take time for rest. Rest in God's word. God commands, wants you to stop and to rest in his word. Picture if you had your child coming to your, your dinner table in your house. The, the child might say, well, I don't want to come to dinner right now. They're going to miss out on that meal. They're going to miss out on the nourishment. They're going to miss out on dessert. And they're going to miss out on the strength that you desire to give them. When God invites us to stop what we're doing and to come to his house and his table, it's a command for our benefit and for our good. Jesus taught this as he defended his disciples and said, you know that time when David entered into the, the, the place where the, the bread of the presence was with the high priest and he gave him the bread of the presence, which is only for the priest? That was worse than breaking some Sabbath protocol you've invented. That was breaking that great law for the temple and the priest. All for the sake of hunger 
and feeding David's men. If David, great King David, can do that, and he can get away with it, it shows you the purpose of God's law. So Jesus says, the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. Not saying he can dismiss the Sabbath. No, that's not his intent. He's saying, I get to decide if someone has broken the Sabbath. And these disciples, they have not. The Sabbath was made for them, not man for the Sabbath. God tells you to rest, not so you can make a pedestal or so you can look down on others or so you can define if someone else is not worthy in their worship, but so you can find rest. And they too can come and find rest in his word. That rest is found as that Son of Man who is Lord of the Sabbath and Lord of all put himself under the law, including the third commandment, for us. And though he is Lord, he put himself under that law in our place, perfectly keeping every command, never once despising preaching in time for the word, always honoring that rest and the time for the word, and keeping every other command perfectly for you in your place, so that you and I can stop the, the ceaseless guilt trip of trying to earn our way with our God or trying to beat down others as the Pharisees were so we might feel good, but rather finding rest in Christ, who is our righteousness. And Christ, who was there at creation, rested on the seventh day, also rested when he completed his work of not only living as our righteousness, but being cut off in our place and facing our death. He rested, his body rested on the Sabbath in the tomb, the work of redemption done, and our rest won. Now we find rest like the disciples, and beyond the expectation of this world, rest is found with God, not by working hard and achieving it of our own. Rest is not found by doing better than others or following a rat race and protocol. No, rest is found as we come to listen to our God. We cease our work and hearing his gospel, we obtain and find our rest. It's what the world would never expect, that the Christian doesn't work to earn God's favor, but already has it. They don't come to church to chalk up points, but because their Lord and Savior offers them his rest through the gospel and what he has done. The disciples, it seems, probably didn't mind following Jesus and missing out a meal. They had, through Christ, something you'd never expect. And so do we receive from him our rest beyond all expectation. Amen.